Welcome to the Fantasy Cheat Sheet Podcast. My name is Ethan Kershaw. I'm Carl Applegarth. We're happy to be bringing you the cheat sheet for fantasy football this week. Week six of the NFL. Week six. All right. So we're going to jump into some matchups right now and talk about some players on both sides, both teams, and uh, kind of help you out with your fantasy lineups for this week. All right. So just getting it kicked off. We got the Texans at the Titans. They're over under this week's 53 points with Tennessee as a three and a half point favorite. So looks to be a pretty high scoring affair. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, talking about if quarterbacks to start off. Um, against the Jets, uh, I think he's going to have a good game. Um, I don't think he's necessarily someone you want to keep on your team all year. Wait, Texans at Titans? Oh, Texans at Titans. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I totally got spun around there for a second. Wow, okay, yeah. Sorry, uh, Texans and Titans. Oh, yeah, I was talking Ryan about Tannehill. Ryan Fitzpatrick Tana- will probably be on there. Tannehill, not Fitzpatrick. Wrong Ryan. Okay. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Fitzpatrick who I was talking about. Uh, I think Tannehill. Tannehill, jeez. <laughs> Every time. Okay, Tannehill. So Ryan Tannehill, I think it's a good matchup for him. Same thing, though. I don't know if you really want him in your, your starting lineup necessarily for season long, but I think he's a good stream this week against the Texans. Um, the Texans give up the 10th fewest points to the quarterback in a, in a normal league, so I don't... It's not a fantastic matchup, but I do think it is someone who you can stream if you absolutely need to this week. Yeah, I mean, they have been dealing with injuries with their receivers all year. So, so yeah, it could be a rough matchup for him. With uh, Deshaun Watson on the other side, he could be, you know, a good streamer. The Titans, let's see, what are they giving up to defenses this I I think... At least in, in Yahoo leagues, he's ninety nine percent rostered. So I don't know if you're gonna be able to necessarily stream him this week. But I think if but you like if you have him, like, yeah, you're going. If you him. have him in your in your season long team, I think you should be fine to start him. Titans, um, I mean, they're very good against the run. Um, if they stick a spy on him, you might not be able to run a whole lot. But um, as far as the defense goes, they give up the seventeenth fewest to the quarterback position, right about middle of the pack. So I think you should be fine with streaming Deshaun or with playing Deshaun Watson for this week. All right, and heading over to the receivers, we've got Brandon Cook, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller. Are there any other receivers that we'd be looking at for the Texans? Um, you can Randall Cobb's there, but I don't think there's I don't think there's much fantasy value in him. Um, so, yeah, I think you're just kind of looking at Cooks and Fuller. Um, I think Will Fuller's a, a good play. Um, he's going to he's gonna be fringy going forward, maybe a, a wide receiver one possibly going forward, I think, with Deshaun Watson. Uh, their defense isn't great. They look to be in a lot of negative game scripts. And so I think Will Fuller's a, a good play for this game and the rest of the year. Um, Cooks, I think he's a flex option this week. Even but, with the big breakout game? Uh, with with the big breakout game, yes, but you got to remember the week before he dropped a zero in everybody's starting lineups if you started him. So, um, so that's the scary thing about starting Brandon Cooks is sometimes you never really know. Um, but yeah, like I said, he's an okay stream this week. The Titans, um, they give up the tenth most fantasy points to wide receivers, so not great against the wide receiver position. Um, so flex him if you need it. Um, if 
you have other options available, which we'll go we'll talk about going forward, you can probably start them as well. All right, jumping to the uh, running back for, I say I say running, I guess wide receivers we should talk about for the. Uh, yeah, for Tennessee. For, for yeah, the Titans. Um, so it looks like right now, Corey Davis will miss. Yeah, he's um, already out. He's out. Oh, he's gone. And then Adam Humphreys has actually practiced on the 12th. Um, he was on the COVID list the last couple of weeks, but it looks like Adam Humphreys is probably going to play this week. So um, that said, if you have A.J. Brown, I feel pretty confident in, in starting A.J. Brown this week. Oh, yeah, I think he's their go-to guy. And when Adam Humphreys is your second you know, they're just going to feed A.J. Brown. It's, it's going to be the A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry game. So, yep, just rely on him. You're, you're starting him if you have him. And Houston, their, their defense, they're 19th for receivers. So, yeah, middle of the pack, A.J. Brown should have a good game. Yeah, I, I like A.J. Brown. Uh, first game back from injury last week and he had nine targets. And I think that the offense is really going to go through him as far as when they need to pass the ball. Um, jumping kind of right over to the tight end on the Titans, which is also kind of related to AJ Brown, Johnny Smith, uh, PPR leagues. He's, he's the first overall tight end in fantasy <laughs> this year. Um, I don't know that production is necessarily going to continue, but the Texans aren't fantastic against the pass. Um, so I think you can play Johnny this week and, uh, play him pretty confidently. Like I said, with uh, Corey Davis not playing and with Humphreys in there, I think you'll be okay with getting enough targets to A.J. Brown and to Johnny Smith. Oh, yeah, for sure. You can rely on Johnny. Jumping over to Houston, though, I think their tight end is just a wasteland. You know, Jordan Akins, he's out. So you have Darren Fells. Fells did have a 44-yard touchdown last week. I believe it was last week. Uh, he's he's okay. He's kind of a safety valve for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he had two catches for 57 yards and a touchdown last week. Which um, is half of his yards for the whole season. That is true. That is true. If you're desperate, if you're someone who is desperate at the tight end position, I think you can play him. Not confidently, but I do think there are better options out there. I'm just throwing an option out there right now. Dalton Schultz. I kind of feel like someone that you could probably start over Fells this week. I, I'm not worried about him with the quarterback change, which we'll talk about a little bit here in the future, but I think you're fine to stream Darren Fells if you need it. I mean, he'd be there. He's, he's 2% rostered, so, <laughs> so if you need to find him, you'll be able to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's jump over to the, the running backs. Let's start off with the the Texans running back. Um, so David Johnson, I feel like Bill O'Brien kind of felt like it was mandatory to, to run the ball a lot with David Johnson because he had traded for him. They lost DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so a lot of people think that David Johnson's usage is going to go down. I personally think it's going to go up. Uh, Duke Johnson has not been used a lot by the team this year so far. Um, Let's see, go over to Duke Johnson. We can see he had three rushing attempts last week for eight yards. Five is the most amount of rushing attempts he's had in any game all year this year. 
So I think David Johnson's usage is just fine. Um, the passing game work is still there for Johnson as well, and so I think you're gonna I think you're gonna be okay to start him if you unless you have any other options this week that are, are projected better. But I doubt you do. I think David Johnson's a good start. Yeah, I mean he's gonna get probably close to 20 touches. You know, a few catches, might even get a touchdown against you know the Titans that are a little more lax against the running backs. So yeah, he could be set up for a you know a solid game for you. Yep. Um, awesome defenses. Um, I don't know. Or I guess do we want to jump? I mean, Derrick Henry. We already know. We're Der- start Derrick him. Henry, you're playing. Yeah, uh, you're playing. Derrick him. Henry's in your lineup. I think I, I would have to say he's second or third best running back this week with the matchup. Texans give up a ton of points on the ground, and uh, Derrick Henry's been consistent getting carries. Uh, let's see, Houston. Yeah, six most fantasy points to, to running backs in a full PPR. Um, so, he's in your lineups. Defenses, I don't think I want to play any of the defenses. What do you think, Carl? Yeah, I mean, they're just such middle-of-the-road defenses. There's probably going to be better ones out there to stream, especially that we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, 53-point over-under this week for that game. So, um, should be a good amount of fantasy output in that game. Let's jump to the next game. Uh, the Ravens and the Eagles over under a 46 points. Ravens are nine and a half point favorites. Man, so this is going to be a stomping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the Ravens are going to win this game. Um, I'm sure that's kind of the, the consensus with the public right now. You want to start off talking about the quarterbacks? Yeah, really, I think that's the big question. You know, Lamar was drafted to be the number one guy, reigning MVP, hasn't really been showing it, but up, this seems like an easy matchup for him. You know, is this is this finally going to be the five-touchdown game that, that everyone's been waiting for? Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. The Eagles have a great run defense, which is my only worry. Um, it's a worry, and it might be also something that's good for Lamar Jackson. Um, We'll get to him in a sec, but uh, yeah, I, I think Mark Ingram will take some touches, but I think that Lamar Jackson can have a good game this week if he's able to establish the run for himself. Um, I don't know if they should necessarily design a ton of runs for him this week, but I think if he's in the pocket and he needs to, I think he'll be able to scramble for a good amount of yards, um, but I think he's going to need to show that he can pass the ball. Um, he's shown it last year. This year... He's only completed 20, he's only had 20 completions, which has been, or in, in one game he had 20 completions, which was the most he's had all year. Um, so I would like to see that number go up. I think if he can get over 20 completions this week, um, I don't know about a five touchdown game, but I, I think you can see definitely a multi-touchdown game and I think you'll be happy with his performance. Yeah, I think so, especially with Philadelphia being so banged up on offense, I think they're going to you know, have a bunch of short drives, give it to Baltimore in good field position, should be able to punch in a, a few scores. And let's let's talk about that, that banged up offense with Carson Wentz at the helm. Uh, I, I think that Carson Wentz, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's a great quarterback, but this week that Baltimore defense is scary. Um, they completely destroyed Joe Burrow last week. Um, Burrow did not look good. And uh, I got a feeling that at some point in this season, I think Burrow's going to become a better, 
player and a better passer than Wentz, uh, I would say don't play Wentz this week. I, I feel like there's better options streaming as well out there. Yeah, Baltimore has only given up one top 18 performance, and that was against Kansas City. Even, you know, they played Houston, was 22nd that week, Cleveland 30th, and then you just said Joe Burrow, they were 28th. So, yeah, Wentz with a banged-up receiving court, I don't think he's going to be able to get a lot done. Agreed. Can't trust him. Agreed. Um, let's jump on the running backs. The Baltimore side. You got Mark Ingram. You got J.K. Dobbins. You got Gus Bus, Gus Edwards. That's a there's a, a bunch of running backs in the backfield, and I really don't know right now that you can trust any single one of them, especially in this matchup against the Eagles. Eagles give up the uh, let's see they give up the twelfth fewest fantasy points to the running back position, and so they're pretty stout against the run. That's the one thing their defense can do is stop the run. Yeah. So. I, I would say no to any of the running backs for the Ravens this week. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of committees, especially not in you know tough matchups. It's not worth the coin flip of who's going to fall into the end zone. Agreed, 100%. Um, Miles Sanders, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he's, he's been okay. He's been uh, getting some work in the receiving game as of late. Um, had a steady rush flow. However, his touches rushing have gone down since every week two. Week. Every week, 2018, 13, and then 11 this last week. He did find the end zone twice last week, which really helped his, his fantasy output. But if he's not getting in the end zone off those 11 touches on the ground, uh, it's going to be uh, kind of tough for him. Baltimore gives up the fifth fewest fantasy points to the running back position. Um, that being said... They will be down in this game, and they will be throwing. And I think if Miles Sanders can catch enough passes out of the backfield, I think he'll be okay. I don't know if you have a lot of better options this week to play at running back if you drafted yeah. Miles Sanders where you did. So if you need to play him this week, I'm fine with that. I think he'll do okay. But I say temper your expectations. He's not going to do amazing this week. All right, and then getting in to that banged-up receiver core for Philadelphia, you had the breakout... Travis Fulgham? Fulgham, yeah, Travis Fulgham. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, Uh, Travis Fulgham. It's a name you don't really hear all that often. Um, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey will both not be playing this week. So uh, I think you have to keep that in mind when you're playing Fulgham. He's going to be an okay play this week. The Ravens are very good also against the pass. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, their cornerback. Um, he's very, very good against the pass, and he normally shadows people, so I think that if Fulgham, if they're lining out Fulgham as their number one wide receiver, just based on last week's performance, I think Humphrey might cover him. Um, sneaky play, I think Greg Ward. I think Greg Ward might have some fantasy value this week. Greg Ward, a lot of people were talking him up last week because the wide receiver court was so banged up. Two weeks ago, he had an okay game, had a good amount of targets. This week, I think you can, I think you can flex him if you're desperate, if you're desperate enough. Oh um, yeah, especially in PPR, you know, you yeah, probably get four or five catches. You know, if he gets a touchdown, that's the upside. But if not, you know, eight nine points. If you're desperate in the flex, need someone. There's no one else to throw to. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, 
speaking of, of that, I guess we'll kind of jump over the tight end position real quick for, for Philadelphia. Zach Ertz. <laughs> Zach Ertz has, has been dreadful this year, to say the least. Uh, a lot of people drafted him pretty high, too. So, um, Zach Ertz in this matchup against the Ravens with their defense. Um, and the way he's been playing all year, I, I have a tendency to say no. And the Baltimore Ravens are kind of middle of the pack, giving up points to the tight end position. So, I mean, it might be an okay play, but really, ugh, like, I, I talked about Dal Dalton Schultz earlier, and I'm still pretty high on him, even without Dak. I think Andy Dalton has had a propensity to sometimes start at the tight end, so I, I feel like you can probably play. I, I honestly, at this point, like, Zach Ertz production, just last three games, seven catches, which was good, but four catches, nine yards, one catch, six yards. Like that's not anything that gives me any confidence of playing Zach, Zach Ertz. Um, he so is I still getting him. targeted though. I mean, he, yeah, he is. He's getting, yeah. you know, six, seven targets a game. Maybe he turns it around. I feel like though, if you have Zach Ertz, you kind of are forced into playing him, especially, you know, he thrives when everyone else is injured around him. It hasn't been that, that case so far. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, if you don't have one of those waiver wire ads at the tight end position, don't reach for some, you know, no-name, random tight end. Probably just roll out with Zach and, and hope that he pulls it off finally. Agreed. Um, so I think you can it, – it'll be tough play if you need to. You can play Ertz this week. Um, going to the wide receivers now for the Ravens. Marquise Brown. Hollywood? <laughs> yeah, I mean, outside of, of Hollywood, I don't know if you can really trust anyone. Lamar hasn't really shown that he's willing to pass a lot to anyone else this year. Yeah, uh, Hollywood Brown, I think, is a, a player this week. Uh, I think he needs to be in your lineups. I think this is going to be a really good game for him. Like I said, if Lamar can find the passing groove, um, I think Hollywood Brown can have success. The Eagles give up the seventh most points to the wide receiver position in a full PPR league. Um, so I think he's going to have a great game. I think he scores a touchdown. He's in your lineup. Um, and then the tight end for the Ravens, Mark Andrews, one of the top five tight ends in fantasy this year. You're playing him. Oh, yeah. He's a red zone machine. Lamar goes right to him. Probably going to get a touchdown. You're playing him. Yep. Um... So I think it's worth mentioning that the Ravens obviously are a, a good defense play. Um, probably not on your waiver wire, but yeah, I would say start the Ravens defense with, with full confidence. I think they'll get some turnovers. Um, and then I'm not starting Eagles defense, so yeah. All right, and on to the next one. We got the Falcons at the Vikings with a 54 over under, which is the third high, oh, fourth highest of the week. So it'll be a pretty high scoring affair. Yeah, um, Matt Ryan's really got to step it up, I think. Uh, he's He's been awful in this offense, and uh, he was having a decent start to the year, uh, but then it seemed like Julio went out, and the whole offense just kind of was all discombobulated, um, not really able to find their, their footing. Um, so I, Matt Ryan, it's a... It's, it's a not a, a super tough matchup against the Vikings this week. Um, the Vikings have the 12th most, most fantasy points to quarterback position. So I think I think Matt Ryan might be a good stream this week. Um, we'll talk about him in a sec, but Julio is in. 
So Julio will be out there. Ridley's out there. Um, it appears that Russell Gage will play as well. Um, and Hurst is also questionable. So I think, Matt Ryan, you can play this week. High-scoring game, go for it. Oh, yeah, he'll throw it 40 times, probably get a few touchdowns. He's worth the stream. Yep. Um, all right, other side of the field with the quarterback position for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Um, if I had an opportunity to do a stream of the week at the quarterback position, this would be my guy. Um, in a PPR league, the Falcons give up the most points to the quarterback position weekly. Their defense is really, really bad. Um, so Kirk Cousins may or may not be on your waiver wire. Um, I, I would say go ahead and start him if you, unless you have a couple people like, I don't know, Mahomes. I think Lamar Jackson's good. Um, Josh Allen. Other than those top-tier quarterbacks, I feel, I feel really good about Kirk Cousins with no Dalvin Cook this week as well. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. Dalvin Cook's out, and yeah, Alexander Madison will probably fill in decently well, but they, they'll probably just have to rely on Kirk, you know, to pass it out. Yeah, absolutely. To the, the defense that doesn't exist <laughs> in Atlanta. So yeah, I, that's, that's a great, great sneaky pick right there to stream. Yeah, awesome. Um, let's jump over to the wide receivers for the Falcons. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Um, I have him in both leagues that I'm in this year, and he's been doing fantastic. Um, it was a little scary when he dropped to zero in everyone's starting lineups last week uh, or two weeks ago against the Packers. Um, this last week, though, great bounce back game. Eight catches, 136 yards off 10 targets. That was without Julio, but if even if you look at his production when he had Julio on the field, 13 targets, 10 targets, 12 targets, heavily targeted. And the first two games of the season, he had two touchdowns. Um, the guy's a monster. And uh, bold take, I think by the end of the year, he's going to outscore Julio. Um, I think he could be this wide receiver one on this team going forward. Oh, yeah. I think he's the red zone guy. Julio's shown he's gotten an allergy to touchdowns, you know, in the past. I think Calvin's the go-to guy. And, yeah, I, I didn't realize he has over 100 yards in every game except that Green Bay dud. So. Yeah, yep. Uh, Julio. Do you have confidence yeah. to play Julio, though, coming That's off the injury? That's what I was injury? about to say. I, I don't know. I don't think so, honestly. It's, it's hard because he drops – he draws – top coverage in every single game he plays in. And so with the top coverage, everyone shadowing Julio, it kind of leaves things open for, for Ridley, Gage. Uh, Gage, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in playing this week. But yeah, Julio, Julio's a tough one. Isaac, you have better options, you go with it. But if you're desperate, he is, he is Julio, Julio. He is the number one wide receiver as of right now on the team. So I think you can play him if needs be. Yeah. I always, as a rule of thumb, don't like hamstring injuries. And, yeah. you know, I, I like to give my players a, a game to prove that they're actually back. And then if they can prove it, you know, I'm fine slotting them back in. So for me, this is a leave Julio on the bench. If he scores 30 points, great. He's back. I have him the rest of the year. Yeah. But if he only puts up, you know, four catches, two catches, no touchdown kind of got burnt there. Yep. And then yeah, Russell Gage, he sparked. I don't I don't have that trust in him. You know, with Julio back as well, he'll be on the field, which means Russell won't be. Yeah. 
So there's, you know, his five targets, three targets, probably not going to do much with it. So I don't think you can trust him as much. Yep. He started off the season hot, but it's kind of cooled down since then. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, jumping over to the Vikings wide receivers, um, start with Adam Thielen. Um, start him. Uh, Atlanta gives up the eighth most fantasy points of wide receiver position. If Kirk Cousins is my stream of the week, he's got to be thrown to someone, and that guy's Adam Thielen. Um, and Thielen's been very, very consistent this whole year. Um, eight targets, eight targets, five, which wasn't great, but then 10 and 13. Um, the guy gets heavily targeted with no Steph Diggs there anymore. Play him, start him. And he already has six touchdowns on the year, so he could bro. throw up two more this week. That, yeah, he'll... He'll be a, a boom for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And Justin Jefferson is the other guy who's who's there as well. Um, he now I don't know about him. He's he had a nine target game, which was great. It was kind of his coming out game. Seven catches, hundred seventy five, and a touchdown. Everybody went to the wire and picked him up. And then he had four catches for one hundred and three yards, and you thought, hey, maybe this could continue. But then last week, three for twenty three. In this matchup against the Falcons, though, you think you can play him? I think you can. It's kind of the, the perfect storm of a terrible defense and their run run game's not going to be on the same level as, you know, with having Dalvin. So I think Kirk's going to have to sling it. Those are the two guys, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So I think, you know, don't have super high expectations, but throw him into your flex. He could easily end up with 15, 20 points. Yeah, I agree. Uh, good flex option this week and should be a high scoring game. So I'd say play him. Um, running backs, Alexander Madison, um, came in and scorched earth in place of Dalvin Cook last week, uh, 20 carries for 112 yards. He didn't get in the end zone, which is a little disappointing, but, um, 112 yards. It's really nice to see this week against the Atlanta Falcons. Like we said, should be a high scoring game and they give the Falcons in a full PPR, give up the ninth most fantasy points to the running back position. Um, Honestly, I, I feel like Madison is, I would say he's a top 15 back this week. I, I might be a little more confident than you on him this week, but I think between, he, he's going to get all the carries. He's going to get all the carries, all the receiving game out of the backfield. And in high school game like this, I really like him this week. So top 15 option for me. Yeah, I think for sure, you know, when you're stepping into that workhorse role, he's going to get 20 touches coming up with a, a bad defense. He catches passes, so he definitely could be in that top, you know, even 10, um, no no problem. So, yeah, if you if you got lucky enough to pick him up last week off the waivers, yeah, you're playing him. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, Todd Gurley on the other side. Um, now, Todd, Todd Gurley's been tough because I've watched him in some of the games this year, and he doesn't look like the old Todd Gurley the one that used to be the RB1 in fantasy football at all with that arthritic knee. But he's gotten the touches, he's gotten the workload, and he's kind of just fallen into the end zone. Um, I just, my concern with Gurley going forward is like how many times does this guy just fall into the end zone? Um, I mean, 14, 16, and 14 are the rushing attempts for the last couple of weeks, which is, it's, it's kind of middle for me. Um, and then... The Vikings, middle of the packet, giving up points on the running back. I think you're starting him this week, but I'm not super confident in him. I don't know. I think falling into the end zone five times already in six games, that's 
That's be oh no five games he's got five and five yeah yep I think you can trust him he's he's shown sure he's not gonna be the you know on pace for twenty touchdowns guy but he still gets it done they're giving him the work up against a you know middling defense in a high scoring game I think yeah you you roll with him as a solid RB two choice all right awesome um, so Carl a little hotter on. On Todd Gurley than I am. Uh, the defenses, no. Yeah, to either of them this week. And then um, tight ends. So let's start with the Vikings tight end. Irv Smith. Um, you know, I've never really liked Irv Smith. And then this week comes along with the Falcons, who just give up a ton of points. The quarterback position, tight end position, wide receiver position. So I'm saying if you have, if you're, if you're in need of a tight end, and you need to stream someone this week. Um, I, I think you can do it. Go ahead and start. Irv Smith as a streamer this week if you need it. I think he can get, I think he can get in the end zone. So that's the only reason I bring that up. Yeah, I'd stay away from him, but that's just my person. I, I feel like between him and also Kyle Rudolph, his dead body still there <laughs> somehow. Yeah, it's it's an ugly, but you're right. It is a it's a bad defense. You could if if you're in a bad spot, if you have someone that's you know on by or need to play, you could potentially. Yeah, uh, Hayden Hurst on the other end. Um, looks like he's coming into this game questionable. Um, I can't find right now if he's going to be anything like a game time decision. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't see it. It looks like he's good to go. Trending in the right direction. Okay. Hayden Hurst. Oh yeah, it says today or no yesterday. Yeah, they took good. off his injury designation. Okay, Hurst looks good to go. Um, this his production hasn't been great. Last three games, one catch, four catches for fifty-one yards, two catches for eight yards. Not been great production, but in this game that projects to be a higher scoring over under. Um, I think, given the tight end landscape, I think you can start him this week, but I'm not super confident. Yeah, you can't be super confident. He's he's shown, you know, one big game, a whole bunch of others that are just disappointing. He'll get the targets, you know, five, six targets. He's against a team that, you know, will let him do something with it. So you can play him. All right. Uh, let's see, the Browns and the Steelers the next matchup on our list here uh over under 51 points so a good amount of scoring projected in this game with the Steelers being a three and a half point favorites uh in this game let's start off with the quarterbacks Baker Mayfield um yeah and he's actually questionable for the game with chest and rib injury I feel like he'll probably still play but you know might be a little little under the weather um, you probably weren't playing him anyways. Yeah. He's been really middle of the pack, you know, 24th overall so far this year. Don't love to stream him. So here's, here's my thinking on Baker. Uh, the Steelers, as we saw with Saquon and plenty of their running backs this year are dominant against the run. They're very, very good against the run. I project that the Browns are going to be down in this game. And if that's the case, I think Baker's going to have to throw the ball. And the Steelers, they're all right against the pass. 
Uh, they give up the 14th most points to the quarterback, so they're kind of middle of the pack. Um, the, the injury scares me. And between Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, I think there's going to be enough targets to go around for them. Um, I'm more on the end of a, a streamer. If you absolutely need a streamer this week, let's say guys like Kirk Cousins in your league have already been picked up and they're already gone and they're already being streamed this week. Um, I think Baker Mayfield's going to be an okay play. But like you had said, I'm not super confident in him. Yeah, no, I think it's just too risky. He'll probably throw, you know, last week he threw two interceptions. He's thrown four so far this season. I could easily see him throwing two this week, and then you get left with, what, 10 points? Probably not worth the stream, but if you take Ethan's side, you can do it. All right, yeah. Um, ben Roethlisberger on the other side against the Browns. Uh, the Browns are actually pretty friendly against the pass. Uh, they give the eighth most fantasy points to the, to the quarterback position. Uh, and Big Ben, his last couple games, steady, pretty consistent. Uh, 229 yards, 311, 237, 239. Uh, Multi-touchdown games in all of those games for him. Um, I, was pretty, um, I was pretty concerned about Big Ben coming into the season, just off the injury. Uh, he looked slower and looked a little bigger, and I was worried about his production. But, I mean, he's really proving everyone wrong right now. And um, if he's got a full complement of wide receivers, which looks like he, he might this week, um, looks like Deontay Johnson might miss this week, but, uh, between Claypool and Juju, I think he's going to have some good options to throw to. Um, I'm feeling okay about starting Big Ben this week. Oh yeah. I mean, Big Ben, he's on pace for 4,000 yards. Like you said, multi-touchdown games, every game you can stream him. He'll, he'll do it for you. Looking at the receivers though, it does look like Deontay Johnson has been declared out already. Yep. So... He'll be looking to Juju and Chase Claypool. The Browns are a terrible against the pass, though, so they could easily put up some big games. Yep, for sure. So big bet in your lineup if you need it. Um, back to the Browns side, the wide receivers. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Odell Beckham is a tough one, kind of hard to project on when he's going to have a good game, when he's going to break out, when he's not. Um, I was fortunate enough two weeks ago to, to play Odell Beckham Jr. in one of my leagues. I just had a gut feeling that he would torch the Cowboys, and he did. Um, eight catches for, for – or five catches for 81 yards, two touchdowns, and that rushing touchdown that he had as well. Um, you got to kind of pick and choose with your matchups with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, like I mentioned, the Steelers, pretty friendly against uh, quarterbacks, even more friendly against the wide receivers. Fourth most fantasy points given up to the wide receiver position in full PPR – this year. Um, Baker's a little banged up, but I think that he's going to look to pass to Odell Beckham on like short to intermediate routes. I think that's where Odell Beckham's going to have his, his success also after the catch as well. I think this is an Odell Beckham junior week, so I'm saying start him. Yeah, I, I would start him, but with that in mind, you know, don't, don't expect another 38-point game, especially with Baker a little banged up. Uh, you know, might not be able to connect with him as well. Um, but he could be put up a respectable game for you, especially with Jarvis being questionable. Mm -hmm. um, looks like he has a ribs and hip designation. Um, and really, he didn't even practice until Friday, and he didn't even put in a full practice. So, so yeah, it might be the Odell week. 
definitely with this injury, I mean, if you have to play Jarvis as a flex, you can. Um, just don't expect anything big out of him. He hasn't really done anything all year. You know, last year he was the the y, or the receiver number one in Cleveland, but it's not looking the same this year. Yeah, I agree. Hasn't clear, he uh, only cleared 62 yards last week with 88 receiving yards. Other than that, has not cleared 62 yards. No touchdowns all year. He did pass for a touchdown, <laughs> but he has not caught a touchdown this, this year yet. Um, I say Jarvis Landry, no, even though the matchup's good. Yeah, past that, I don't think you're looking. Rashard Higgins, no. No one else don't really look their way, even with the good matchup. Yep, not really. Um, all right, let's go to the Steelers, wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of felt okay about Juju this year. He hasn't really produced a ton. Uh, I think it's been harder on him getting thrust into that wide receiver one role on the team and kind of facing that top coverage. He struggled a little bit. And last two weeks, five targets in each of the games, four catches in each of the games. Um, three touchdowns on the year. So he's done all right getting into the end zone. Um, but with no Deontay Johnson this week, what do you feel about Juju Smith-Schuster? I think you can expect a touchdown. I don't – he hasn't really been putting up yards. Um you know, 69 yards is his most. Every other game is under 50. He does give you that PPR boost. He could get, you know, six, seven catches. So, yeah, he could he could have a good, you know, YR2 game. If he's in your flex, you could, you could trust him. Yep. Awesome. Um, Chase Claypool, uh, breakout game last week. Amazing game last week. 11 targets, 7 catches, 110 yards, and 3 touchdowns. Um, because, Plus another rushing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I forgot he had a rushing touchdown. Um, yeah, with, with no Deontay Johnson this week, I think he's a good play and a good spot against the Browns. They just bleed points to the wide receiver position. Um, they are they give the third most to the wide receivers and a full PPR. Um, I'm starting Chase Claypool. Um, I, I'm pretty confident in him this week, so I think it's there. Yeah, Chase or Juju doing better? <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. But like I had talked about Juju, him being thrust in that wide receiver one role, I'm almost worried the Browns are going to focus a lot of attention on Juju. And, I mean, even though Claypool had a good game last week, I feel like they kind of might let him run free. Um, as crazy as it sounds, I, I'm starting Chase Claypool over Juju this week. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think Juju is the more talented one for sure. But, uh, yeah, they'll be keyed in on him. He's he's not quite shown he can handle that that extra pressure of being the the main lockdown guy so yeah I I do think Chase probably has you know he's coming off the confidence of a 43 point game he could he could do it well for you yep awesome uh James Washington any interest there I mean if you're desperate he last week got four targets got seven five so I mean he's getting some targets I just think the third option not really going to do it for you this week. Yeah, yeah. Deontay Johnson wasn't there last week, and he did not produce last week, so I'm kind of the same. Um, all right, so let's jump over to the running backs now. Um, we had talked about the Browns and how Nick Chubb not going to be playing in this game. He's out for um, some time. Kareem Hunt gets the start, um, and it looked like last week. Uh, Kareem, uh, Kareem Hunt got a little banged up. He went into that game as well a bit banged up. 
cleared injury designation, has nothing into nothing going into this game. Um, and the Browns just look like they fed Kareem Hunt last week. Um, that being said, the Steelers is not a good matchup for the running backs. Fourth fewest to the fantasy running back position. So on the ground, it scares me, but I think he's going to get the, the receiving work. So I think in a PPR league, I think you can play him and you'll be fine. Um, in a, a standard, I'm, I'm a little more scared to play Kareem Hunt. Yeah, last week he got those 20 touches on the ground, only got 3.6 yards for each carry. It'll probably be around the same this week, if not worse. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you can trust that he'll get those receptions, maybe get a touchdown, but don't expect, you know, 15 points maybe from him. Yep. Yeah. Um, Dearness Johnson, did he do anything for you? I don't think – I think they've shown Kareem's going to be the, the main guy. You know, he was – they only use two running backs when they have Chubb and Hunt. I think with just Hunt, you know, they're going to let him have at it. He'll feast. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And, I you know, if the Browns are up in this game, I'd maybe feel a little different. But I don't think they will be. They project to be down the game. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, over on the other side, James Conner running back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, other than that, that first game of the season kind of managed to stay healthy the season throughout the season so far, which is a little surprising. Um, in a game where they they look to be up, I think James Conner is going to be an okay play. Now, the the Browns defense they do pretty good against the run. Um, looks like they allow the ninth fewest points to the fantasy running back, which is not a great matchup for James Conner. But it's the same thing with Kareem Hunt. I think he's going to get a good amount of looks out of the backfield. Benny Snell's not really there. Uh, Anthony McFarlane looked like he uh, took some touches away from James Conner. Um, I think their last game they played two weeks ago, he had six for 42. Um, looked pretty good, but I don't know if he threatens James Conner enough. So I'm going to say play Conner pretty confidently. I think he's a top 15 back this week. Yeah, I mean, he's been scoring. He has two games over 100 yards. And yeah, you're right. He's been holding up this this year kind of shaking that injury designation so I think you can trust in him he'll he'll get it done for you all right um you, you want to play a tight end on the Browns like Austin Hooper you know I had high expectations for Hooper I don't really trust him anymore he's kind of proven that you know they they aren't going to the tight end um Ten targets last week. Ten last week. Seven the week before. Seven, and then four, four, and two. He's and then even with those ten targets, I mean, 57 yards, he has one touchdown. Again, if if you don't have any other better option, you're probably not going to find a better one on the, on the waivers. Yeah. So you're going to have to play him, but he might get you ten points yeah. if, if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, Steelers give up ninth. Ninth fewest points to the tight end position. Um, I'm, I'm a no for Hooper this week against the, uh, the Steelers. Let's jump over to the other side. The Pittsburgh Steelers tight ends. Eric Ebron, um, their starter. And um, I, I think he's going to have a decent game this week. Uh, the Cleveland Browns give up the six most points to fantasy tight end in a, a full PPR league. Um, and Ebron not had the, the greatest target share, but seven targets, six targets in the last two games. Um, 
I don't know if you can be trusted, but I think this week, given the matchup, I think you're okay with streaming him. You know, I honestly would rather go with Hooper over Ebron. Really? I think he's going to get the targets. Ben doesn't really target the tight end as much. And I think especially with Chase showing out that he can be the target hog, that he can go to him, I think it's going to be Juju, Chase, and then, you know, if if Ebron gets lucky enough to get a touchdown, other than that, I don't think he's going to get it done. Tight end position, if you catch a touchdown, you're automatically in the top 10 for the week. Um, So I'm banking on that, like... I'm, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I got to go with Ebron over Hooper. I think Ebron gets in the end zone and makes him a top 10 tight end this week. Um, defenses, um, I would say no to the Browns. Um, however, for the Steelers, I think with Baker being injured, I think, I think you can play the Pittsburgh Steelers defense this week. I think there's going to be a good amount of turnovers from Baker. Um, so I'm not 100% confident. It looks to be a decently high-scoring game this week. Um, the Browns' offense has been clicking as of late, but I think you can play the Steelers' defense. Yeah, I I mean, their offense has been pretty good, but with a banged-up Baker, with a banged-up Jarvis, yeah, they might not have that much to, you know, really go with. So you could you could go with the Steelers. All right, looks like there is the next matchup up. All right, we're looking at the Bengals and Colts. Bengals at the Colts, over-under 46 and a half. Pretty low um, for the week with the Colts as a seven and a half point favorite. Um, looking at the quarterbacks, good old Phillip Rivers. Do we even? I don't think we even look at him, huh? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't be too happy to have to play <laughs> Phillip Rivers. Um, I don't think you should stream him this week. The Bengals are. They don't have a great defense, but they do actually give the six fewest fantasy points to the quarterback position. And I think that's because most of the time teams are up. And when they're up in games, they just keep running the ball. Um, so Phillip Rivers this week against the Bengals. No, I am not in at all. And then going to the other side, Joe Burrow. The Indianapolis Colts are actually the number one defense against quarterbacks in fantasy. Joe Burrow has flashed a little bit this year. He did have that three-touchdown game. Um, but, I mean, I think it's going to be the same result as last week against Baltimore. Just an overwhelming defense. Shut him down. Yeah. Yeah, the poor guy's got to go against the Ravens and then the Colts this week. Two elite defenses. Um, yeah. Uh, Burrow's a, a pass for me. Um, jumping over to the running backs for the teams here. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor. I was really high on Jonathan Taylor when Mack went down, and he was thrust into the starting position, and I thought he was going to have a great year, but, you know, he's kind of underwhelmed at the position. Um, Jonathan Williams playing against, let's see, the the defense for the Bengals, they do okay against the run, but I think, you know, where you're at with your team, if you, if you picked him up in free agency, you might have needed him. He might be one of your top running backs at this point. So I think I think you're playing I think you're playing him, Jonathan yeah. Taylor. Yeah, I think you're forced to play him. You had to draft him high if you do have him, but yeah, don't expect much. He could get you 15 points, uh, but he really has been pretty inefficient with his touches. Yeah. I will say Jordan Wilkins is questionable for this week, and Wilkins seems to always get eight to ten carries for no reason every week. Um, 
and Taylor's always the one who's been used on the rushing, the rushing plays. So I think I think they're going to be up in this game. They project to be up. Um, so I think if there's going to be a good enough run, good amount of running plays this week, I think you start them with a good amount of confidence. Um, anything for Naheem Hines this week, or is he, is he just someone who's droppable at this point? If it's PPR and the waiver's pretty barren, if you need a running back, you could slot him in and hope to get four catches. You know, he had one game with eight catches this year. Hasn't shown anything since. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if you're in a bind, that's the only reason I'd play him. Yeah, I got hyped for Naeem Hines after week one. Made a boneheaded trade and went out and traded um, Jarvis Landry for Naheem Hines. So um, that's not working out too well, and I just dropped Naheem Hines this week. So I say no, um, especially because they project to be up this week. Um, over on the other side for the Bengals, Joe Mixon. Um, hasn't had a lot of great production this year, but uh, did okay in a breakout game for him, which was two weeks ago. 151 yards and two touchdowns. What do you think about Joe Mixon? You know, I think he's he's arrived. I think he's here. Last week he went against Baltimore and, you know, didn't put up that much. But I think bouncing back, you know, again, the Colts do have the third stingiest run defense. So it might be around that same, same you know, 15 total points. But if he gets into the end zone, if they, you know, he's their go-to weapon, he, he does have that upside. So I think you roll with him. I, I'm a little more cautious about Mixon. Uh, I don't like him this week as much uh, just because he's playing the Colts and the Colts are so good at defense. And um, it seems like once the Bengals have gotten down in games, and they do keep giving touches to Mixon, but they kind of shy away from him, especially out of the backfield and Gio Bernard's usage. Two weeks ago, Gio Bernard wasn't used a whole lot. But I think that if they're down in this game, Gio Bernard might get used a little more. I'm not starting Gio Bernard, but I'm just I'm saying that I don't, I don't have a ton of confidence in Mixon this week. However, if you remember last year, Mixon absolutely went off at the end of the year last year for fantasy purposes. Um, hold on to him. I, I'm, I, we'll talk about him later in a, a trade section that we'll talk about, but I think you can hold him for now. Week 13, Dolphins, 12, Giants, and 16, Texans. So I think Mixon's going to come on a little more at the end of the year, but for this game, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pass. He did get six receptions the last two weeks. I, I think you can, you can bank on him. I okay. mean, yeah, he's not going to put up 42 points again, but he could get you 20. I yeah. can see that. All right. Uh, Indianapolis Colts wide receivers. Uh, T.Y. Hilton struggled mightily this year. Uh, did have 10 targets last week, six catches for 69, 69 yards, no touchdowns this entire year so far. Um. I think I'm a I'm a pass on Hilton. It's a decent matchup against the Bengals, but you haven't been able to trust Hilton all year. Yeah, you know, it is unfortunate that I think really it has to do with the quarterback. Phillip Rivers has lost a step because he is, I mean, he's getting the targets. I don't think they're quality targets. And yeah, you haven't been able to trust him so far. Cincinnati, surprisingly, you know, 11th overall defense against receivers. So yeah, I don't think this is going to be the week that that Hilton proves us wrong. I have no other interest in any other wide receivers from the Colts, do you? No, I wouldn't be looking at anyone else. All right. Over to the wide receivers for the Bengals. Tyler Boyd projected week to week to be the wide receiver one in this offense. 
he's got my targets. Uh, last four weeks, eight, 13, eight, and six targets. Um, and he's produced. He's done pretty well. Only one touchdown on the year, which is kind of worrisome when they get down to that the end zone area. They're not really looking towards him a whole lot. Um, are you okay with playing Boyd in a tough matchup against the Colts that give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to the wide receiver? You know, I think with the targets, you can roll with them. Don't expect a big game, but if he's getting 8 to 10 targets, he could easily break off something. He's shown he can do that. Um, so you can you can trust in him to, to at least not ruin your week. Right. Maybe not win it. Right. I'm worried the Colts are going to focus a lot on Boyd, and I think that kind of opens things up for T. Higgins. I picked up T. Higgins in one of my teams two weeks ago, and uh, he's done decent. Very, very steady target flow in the last three weeks, 9, 7, and 8. Um and he's kind of a bigger body, so I think that with the Colts, I think you can kind of target those bigger guys. I think Higgins actually has, I mean, I'm not willing to, to put anything down on it, but I, I think Higgins actually has a better game than Boyd this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little more hesitant for, for Higgins. I just feel like rookie receivers are hard to trust already. He is getting the targets, but it is a, it is a bad matchup. I, don't, I wouldn't personally roll with him. Past that, AJ Green, I think he's he's done. Don't even you don't need to even think about AJ Green. He's he's not bounced back. He's getting he was getting targeted, showing he can't do anything. Now he's just dropped off the, the face of the planet pretty much. Agreed. Yeah, AJ Green's out. Um not something you should really have on your roster anymore, personally for me. I think he's a drop in most leagues. Um tight ends for the Colts. Uh, Mo Ali Cox, um, he's he's done all right in the last couple weeks, but he's not going to play. He's actually ruled out. So um, looks like it's going to be the Trey Burton show, along with a little Jack Doyle mixed in. You feel confident in starting Trey Burton? Six, five and six targets in the last two weeks. Yeah, for 16 and 33 yards. Yep. I think you look past him. You know, they'll, they'll split with Jack Doyle, the... The already low amount of targets. I don't think you even look at either of them. All right. That's that's totally fair. Um, all right, let's jump over to Cincinnati tight end position. Uh, Drew Sample. He's He's been not great this year, and the Colts don't give up a lot of points. Um, Drew Sample's not even really a stream for me this week. Yeah, no. The, the Colts are the pass. number one overall. Just pass on him. Okay, awesome. Uh, defenses... I think the Bengals don't want to play the defense for the Bengals. Colts, I think they're a very, very good play this week. Joe Burrow, for as good as he's been, still generates some turnovers. The offense still doesn't look completely competent. Um, so I'm fine with playing the Colts defense this week. Yeah, the, the Bengals, they're the, the fantasy defense they've been playing against have been top 10 three out of the five games they've played, averaging 10 points for their defense. So... I think you play you play the Colts, you get a couple interceptions, maybe even a touchdown. It could be a good week. Yep. All right, next matchup, we got the Lions and the Jaguars for this week. Uh, total of a 54.5 over under. <laughs> so it looks like there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game this week. That's actually the set, third most projected points in any game this week. Detroit three-point favorites. Start with the quarterback position, Matt Stafford. I'm cool with playing him. Um, against the Jaguars defense that bleed points to the quarterback position. Stafford's looked good this year. He has my vote. Start him, stream him this week. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a great streamer. You can trust him. Jacksonville's defense is non-existent. You can go with it. On the other side, you got the stash, Gardner <laughs> Minshew. He's actually been surprising this year. You know, he's I, I thought it was a mirage last year. Um, and especially against this this weaker Detroit team. He he also could be a pretty good stream. You know, he's he's actually put up almost twenty points every game except for the Miami game. So yeah, you could roll with Gardner as well. I completely agree. Good stream this week. Um, very consistent for Gardner for fantasy purposes at least. Not as been as great of a, a NFL quarterback, but I think for fantasy purposes, he's in your lineup if you need it. Um, line side running backs, Adrian Peterson. Um, he he's gotten the work, but he hasn't been super productive with it. One touchdown this year. Um, it's a good matchup against the Jags, um, and I think I think the Lions might be up in this game just barely, as they're the favorites. Jacksonville eighth most points to fantasy running back. He's a he's a flex if you need one. If you need it, I think you can start Adrian Peterson. It's tough though because you got DeAndre Swift hanging around still in that backfield. Backfield's a mess, and uh, carry on still there too. But um, if you need to flex somebody and you're desperate, I think AP's okay. Yeah, I think Adrian Peterson's competing with Frank Gore to. See who can hit 40 and still be in the <laughs> NFL. Just eating up inefficient rushing attempts. So, yeah, if, if you need to, you can. I would stay away, though. Totally fair. <laughs> um, on the other side, we got James Robinson for the Jaguars. For me, he's probably been the fantasy running back surprise of this fantasy season. They released Fournette, said we're happy with our guys that we have. Mostly talking about James Robinson, who's gotten the bulk of the work this year. And was used in the passing game quite a bit last week. He was actually in on 98% of the running back plays last week. Um, gets a lot of work against the Lions. Good matchup. I think Robinson, for me at least this week, is a top 10 option at running back. Oh, yeah. He's showing he can do it. And, yeah, with, with the increase in receptions, I think you keep rolling with him. Awesome. Uh, Robinson in. Let's go to the wide receivers for the Lions. Kenny Galladay, um, stardom. I think that's that's pretty obvious. He's shown that he's a great wide receiver. He's a top ten wide receiver for me this week. So start Galladay. Do you agree? Yes. Oh yeah, you okay. you have him. You drafted him high. He's been proving it. You start him. Past that though, Marvin Jones. I he's not getting the touchdowns this year. That's kind mm-hmm. of where his money was made in previous years. He's not really getting the targets either. I don't think you start him. And, and anyone past that, I, I'm not sure I can trust him. Yeah. I drafted Marvin Jones in a lot of leagues this year, and I've been disappointed and just dropped him as of late. Not not quite doing it, but just wait. Just wait. One of these games, he's going to go off for three touchdowns, but he's not going to be on your team or he'll be on your bench if he is. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, tough for Marvin Jones. Jaguars, wide receivers. Uh, DJ Chark. I believe he's been uh, he's been questionable throughout this whole week, and um, unsure if he's gonna play. Um, looks like he's gonna be questionable as a looks like a game time decision, I believe. Um, yeah, you... so he did he did practice for the first time on Friday, but yeah, they they still haven't determined it. He will be game time. 
I think though if you know he practiced and and he's been banged up and still been playing, so I think you can trust in him. Yeah. The, uh, Detroit's defense, you know, twenty third against receivers, so you can play him. Um, Welcome into the Fantasy Cheat Sheet Podcast, Week 6, Part 2. Part 2. So we were talking about the Jaguars wide receivers in that matchup with the, the Lions and the Jags. Chark's been out, so... Or Chark's, Chark's been questionable this week. Even if he plays, we're not super confident in him. So LaVisca Chenault, great play this week. And I think that's about it. Tight ends on the Jags, not confident with really anybody. So Lions... Uh, on the other side with their wide receivers, we talked about Kenny Galladay, how we like him this week. Marvin Jones is a pass. And then Hawkinson is, I, I'm saying he's a pretty good play, Carl. Did you did you like Hawkinson this week as well? I think you can trust him to get a touchdown. Um, you know, it's an, it's an easy matchup, high-scoring game. He's their target. He can do it. Bears and Panthers over under 44.5 points with Carolina being one-point favorite, or one-point favorites. Uh, Nick Foles was a pass for us. Teddy Bridgewater, pass for us as well. Don't play either of those guys. The wide receivers, Allen Robinson, you're starting him. Top 10 wide receiver for us this week. Panthers, Carl really likes Robbie Anderson. Uh, I not, I don't like him so much, um, so I'll pass on him. But um, we also think that DJ Moore will have a, a good spot this week, and you're probably going to play him if you need to, because you probably do need to. Yeah, I think you have to temper your expectations. Chicago's defense is just number two against wide receivers. So so don't expect huge stuff, but those are the two that you, you can play if you need to. Uh, running backs, uh, David Montgomery for the Bears. Um, I actually like him this week. The Panthers are pretty friendly against the running back, and they give up a good amount of points. So I'm going to say start David Montgomery this week with full confidence. Yeah, I mean, he's he's getting... 15 to 20 touches a game. You can go with him. On the, the Carolina side, you've got Mike Davis. He's doing his best CMC impression. Yep. Play him. Um, even with the, the stiff defense, it seems like he's their funnel on, on offense, so they'll go through him. Yep, start him. Play Bears defense. Don't play the Panthers defense. The other matchup we want to go over to is Washington football team and the Giants. Uh, we talked about Kyle Allen, his inefficiency at the quarterback position last week. Getting pinched for Alex Smith. Don't start him. Daniel Jones struggled in a good matchup, but we're not really confident in Jones this week either, so don't play him either. Uh, the wide receivers for the Red for the Washington football team. Yeah, you've got Terry McLaurin, who, you know, hyped coming into the season. I think just with all the the tumult with the quarterback, you can play him if you probably need to if you drafted him high, but he's not not trustworthy right now. On the other side with the Giants, they're pretty banged up right now. Darius Slayton, I wouldn't trust him. He hasn't been doing that well all year anyways. It's a bad matchup. Golden Tate, I don't think you can trust him anyways, so, so you can't really rely on any of their receivers. Going to their tight end, Evan Ingram, he's been a disappointment this year, and I think he continues it. Um... You know, he's he's getting targets, not doing a whole lot with them. I, I personally think that Evan Ingram can land in the top 10. I think he might get a touchdown, but yeah, like Carl said, he's been inefficient, and I don't, you can't start him with a lot of confidence. 
uh, Washington football team, the running backs, Antonio Gibson. I think he's a decent stream this week. Um, if they're down, which I don't project them to be down in this game, even though uh, they are not favored in this game, I think McKissick, you might be able to start him as a flex play, but I'm not confident in playing McKissick this week either. Yep. And on the Giants side, you do have Devonta Freeman, who you know will get a bulk of the touches. He'll be their go-to. You can play him. It's, it's a decent matchup. Um, he'll get you, you know, 15 points. Start both defenses. We like Washington football team defense more than the Giants defense. Uh, the other matchup we have is the Broncos and the Patriots. Yep, this one's a 44.5 point over under. So low scoring game. Patriots are heavily favored at 8.5 points. Uh, stay away from Denver quarterbacks. They're, we don't know who it's going to be if it, if it is. Um, uh, Drew Locke. He's injured. You can't really trust him a whole lot. On the Patriots side, Cam's back. He'll be scooting his booty all over. Yeah, I like Cam this week, and I think he's going to be a top 10 uh, quarterback option. Gives you a lot with the rushing game as well. Um, the running backs for the Broncos, Melvin Gordon, we had talked about, has been ruled out for this game. So Philip Lindsay's going to get the bulk of the work, but it's a bad matchup against the Patriots. This is his first game back since the injury that he sustained uh, at the beginning of the year. So I think Devontae, or Royce Freeman's going to get sprinkled in a little bit, um, but not confident in Lindsey for a start this week. So uh, I'll pass on him. Yeah, and with the Patriots, the Denver's the number one rush defense. Damian Harris did have a bit of a breakout. He got those 17 touches, 100 yards. I don't think he repeats that this week, but he is someone to look at the rest of the year. James White should get his, his targets. Um, but again, he's not. He's probably not going to score a whole lot for you. If you're in a bind, you can play either one of those, but don't expect anything. Uh, Carl's out on all the wide receiver for the Broncos. I am definitely out on Jerry Judy. Uh, he's been okay this year, but not good enough. Not someone that you should be putting in your starting lineup. I do think that Tim Patrick might be able to be an option this week. Patriots take away your best option, and that is Jerry Judy for the Broncos. Tim Patrick might have an option to maybe get in the end zone, have a couple receptions in this one. So I like him as a desperation flex play, but not someone you're going to be playing week to week. So you can't play him with a ton of confidence. Yeah, on the Patriots side, Denver actually does give up quite a few yards to the receiver. They're 28th. Um, Julian Edelman has been dealing with an injury, though, so we'll have to watch that to see if he has a full go. I think you can slot him in, and um, he won't get you a whole lot. He hasn't been doing a whole lot, but it is a good matchup. Um, I'm more interested in Demir Bird. He did have a bit of a breakout. The last time they played, he could follow that up with another good game. Yeah. Uh, Patriots defense, stardom, probably going to be a good amount of turnovers from the quarterback, whoever it is, over in uh, Denver. And... Uh, I would say no to starting the Denver's defense, Denver Broncos defense. Um, next matchup we have are the Jets and the Dolphins. This should be a fun one, 47 point over under. Uh, Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites in this game. I'm just gonna start off right now by talking about the defenses and saying start the Dolphins defense. The Jets offense is horrific because Adam Gase coaches the team and we all know how that goes. Uh, don't start the, the Jets defense. Yeah, no, for quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's been killing it. He's picked up right where he left off last year, just slings it. He'll get you touchdowns, he'll get you yards. Probably an interception, but it won't matter. Yep, I agree. And, you know, I, I think I think, um, I think Fitzpatrick can actually be a start this week as a stream just because the, the Jets are so bad. Um, and I think he will get his other side of the ball, Joe Flacco. Uh, no, no thank you to Joe Flacco. 
Yeah, looking at the receivers, you do have Devontae Parker, who hasn't quite been as hot this year. Um, he's getting a, a decent amount of targets. Last week against the 49ers, only three, but the week before that he had 12 with the Seahawks. It could see somewhere near that same this week. Um, the, the Jets are a, a middling defense, so I, I would definitely start him if, if I had him. Yeah, Jets somehow 17th fewest fantasy points the wide receiver position. They have a safety, Marcus May, who they drafted this year. He's actually been doing really good. But I, I don't really like the Jets' defense. And I think Fitzpatrick, when he's in the zone, like I think he's going to be in this game, he walks on to Parker. And so I think Parker's going to have a good game this week. I'd say top 20 wide receiver. I think you can play him. Preston Williams, he's kind of the tough one. He had five targets, four catches, 106 yards, and a touchdown last week. Two touchdowns on the season. But other than that game last week, he has not really done a whole lot. But this is the Jets. Do you think he can play Preston Williams? I think if you're in a bind, um, really I do think Devontae Parker is going to be the main guy with, with Preston Williams sprinkled in there. He does have two touchdowns, so he, he very well could get another one. Agreed. Uh, Jets, wide receivers. Crowder, Jameson Crowder, start him. Um, he's been one of the top wide receivers this year because the Jets have been down and they just have to pass and they just lock in on Crowder. Um, so I'd say start Crowder this week, but no one else. Yeah, you can't trust in anyone else. Denzel Mims is out. Rashad Perriman looks questionable. Yeah. Um, on to the running backs for the Jets. Frank Gore is now the man. Don't play him. Yeah. He'll, he'll get you 15 carries for 30 yards. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Gore's been extremely inefficient in the backfield. There's no one else I can really trust there. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Miles Gaskin for the Dolphins. I like him this week. If the Dolphins project to be up, he's had double-digit touches in each of his last three games. Um, not been extremely efficient because he hasn't cleared 67 rushing yards in any game so far this year. But I think he gets enough work in the receiving game to be viable. I think he's a flex option this week. Yeah, he could get you 15 points easy. Um, past that, Matt Breida, Jordan Howard... They're not really, they're there just to steal touches from him. Right. Christopher Herndon, tight end for the Jets. He's been mostly in there for blocking purposes. So Adam Gaze said, we want him in there for blocking. So uh, no to Herndon. What do you, what do you think about Gesicki on the other end? You know, Gesicki has had some bright spots. I think you can play him. Um, he could get a touchdown. He's getting targets, but... Not not a high-end play. Yeah. I think he actually does get the end zone this week and is a top 10 tight end just because it's the Jets. So uh, I like him this week. Uh, right, let's go to our next matchup. You know, that is Packers at the Buccaneers. 55-point over-under, second-highest of the week with the Packers as a one-point favorite. Looking at quarterbacks, Tom Brady for the Buccaneers. He has been doing good. He's had to deal with injuries to the receivers so you know if if you're if you're desperate i think he could be a good stream play um he's shown he can get it done even with them injured he's you know throwing touchdowns left and right so i think you can play him this week 13th fewest points given up by the packers to the fantasy quarterback but you know i think brady's gonna be down in this game i actually like the packers more in this one and he finally has godwin and evans back i think this is the first game all year he's had both of them to play so with the full complement of wide receivers, Scotty Miller sprinkled in there a little bit. You know what? I think Brady's actually an okay stream this week uh, in a game that projects to just be a massive scoring output game. Uh, on the other side, Aaron Rodgers, stardom. <laughs> one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. I don't care if he's not mobile. 
guy passes the ball really, really well to start Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, with the receivers, for Green Bay, Devontae Adams is back. You're playing him. Rodgers is going to go to him. Um, past that, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's been a disappointment. He had the opportunity, didn't do much with it. Uh, no one else really to look for there. Right, and, uh, you know, Valdez-Scantling, I think he can be okay. Lazard's on IR right now. So it's kind of scantling there for the wide receivers. Like you said, I think he's going to get some targets. I think he'll get some yards. I don't think he finds the end zone, so I don't think he's a great play this week. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we have the uh, the wide receivers, uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. First, I want to talk about Mike Evans, because Mike Evans, his stat lines this year have been absolutely ridiculous for every game. Did you know he actually leads the league in receiving touchdowns with a total of six? That's one every game and then two and one the other games. But there's been a game where he's had one catch for a touchdown, two catches, both touchdowns, and five catches for one touchdown. So the guy doesn't get a lot of catches. He has a lot of targets. Not eight, nine, and ten targets in three different games this year. With Goblin back, I'm kind of hesitant. Do you think if they get in the red zone, he's going to be targeted there? They always look for him because he's super tall. Um, I, that's, that being said, I think you can play Mike Evans this week. Maybe he's a wide receiver, too. I'm not extremely confident, but there should be enough passing game work for him to, to be started this week. Oh, yeah. He'll be the red zone threat. They'll be there. He'll get it. Hopefully, it's not another two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. The worst possible line you can have with two touchdowns. <laughs> but, yeah, I think you can trust him. Godwin, if he's back and, and 100%, you know, he's going to get all his short yardage touches. He's going to get those targets. Could get a score as well. I agree. Start Chris Godwin. I think he'll be a PPR beast this week. The other side of the ball, running back Aaron Jones. Start him. Absolutely. You think Jamal Williams can be started in this game? Because the Packers do project to be up. I think they might give Williams a bit of a chance if they're winning. I think you can flex him. He he showed he's flexible last week. He got eight targets for 95 yards. Yeah. Their receiving core is a bit of a mess. He could very well be in there with Aaron at the same time. Yep. I like the play. Other side of the ball, running back. Leonard Fournette is questionable for this game. Um, he's a game-time decision, so I don't think you can trust Fournette. Um, however, that being said, if, if Fournette doesn't play, I say fire up some Ronald Jones. I think get a good amount of targets out of the backfield. Um, I don't know if he'll have too much success on the ground. The Packers don't give up a ton of points. Actually, they do. <laughs> yeah, they're 31st. They give up a lot of points to the running back position. So go ahead, start Ronald Jones. Um, I think he's going to do well on the ground and then get a bunch of catches as well. Yep, as far as tight ends, um, Tampa Bay, they've been a mess all year. Rob Gronkowski, you can't trust. Cameron Bray, I wouldn't trust either. Um, for Green Bay, uh, Tanyan is very interesting. He did have his breakout game of the year. Do you trust him to start? You know, I think you can. I think you can start him. Uh, he's seen fantasy point production increase in the last three games. Also, the target increase, three, five, then six. Touchdown in every game he's actually played this year. So uh, if that continues, which it looks like it might, if they're favorites in this game, fire up Tanyan as a, a top 10 option for fantasy tight end, I think. Yeah, and as far as defenses go, even though Tampa Bay's defense is a great defense, I think it's just two great offenses that are going to shoot those point totals way too high. Agree. Don't take either of them. Next matchup, we got the Rams and the 49ers over under 51.5 points with the Rams being a 2.5 favorite. So this, this seems to be a close game, good amount of scoring. The Rams, their quarterback, Jared Goff, um, 
I, I, it's an okay matchup. The Niners are so banged up on defense right now. But I'm not super confident in Jared Goff. And I think there are better options out there that you can stream this week. Like Cousins. I think I would probably even start Fitzpatrick uh, against the Jets over Goff this week. Oh, yeah. I would definitely start Fitzpatrick over Goff. Um, you can if, if your waiver is really barren. He is somehow the, the number 10 ranked quarterback on the season. Um, with just a bunch of you know decent games. So, so you could stream him if you needed to. Yep. On the other side of the ball for the quarterback position for the 49ers. Looks like Garoppolo, is, he was injured. Um, he's back now. He's been declared active. And last week was just bad. Really bad. Um, you know, 17 attempts, 7 completions, 2 interceptions, and then he got benched. Like, I'm really worried about the offensive situation, the quarterback situation for the Niners here. I think he starts, but I don't think he can play him. Because the Rams defense is pretty good against the, the fantasy quarterback. And they do have a guy named Aaron Donald, who mm. also is going to be disrupting a lot in the offense. So I'm a no to uh, to start Garoppolo this week. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, looking at the receivers for the Rams, you've got Cup and Woods. I think you start both of them, even though it is a, a bit of a tougher matchup. They're the two go-tos. Goff throws to them, and, and they can both put up good games. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of a two-wide receiver system there as far as like passing game goes for them. So... Yeah, um, I agree. Wide receiver for the 49ers. Uh, Debo Samuel's kind of been projected to be the one last week. Kind of getting used and integrated to the team again after his injury. Um, you know, this is an okay matchup against the Rams, but the Rams, their cornerbacks are great. Uh, and Jalen Ramsey looks to be on Debo Samuel. Now, I think if Jalen Ramsey shadows him, I, I think I think it's a no on Debo Samuel this week. Um, but I think if, if Jalen Ramsey doesn't shadow him, which Jalen Ramsey doesn't tend to shadow him. He tends to stay on one side of the field. Um, and Debo plays out of the slot a lot. That being said, I think you can start him, but it's kind of scary because the quarterback situation is not so great. So not confident. Yeah, I think with the low confidence in the quarterback, you can't, you can't really look to Debo or Kendrick Bourne. You just kind of got to pass. What about Brandon Ayuk? I think it's kind of that same situation. You know, it's, it's the number one defense for receivers. Uh, I wouldn't trust anyone. Yeah, I agree. Um, fun little fact for you. So the Los Angeles Rams, their, their quarterback has been great this year. Do you know who the, the top cornerback is this year in shutting down wide receivers? Is it not Ramsey? It's not Ramsey. <laughs> it is uh, it's Darius Williams. Darius Williams, top cornerback, because he's normally facing the, the second best wide receiver, but he's been doing a great job over there. So kind of scary for the, uh, the wide receiving options for the Niners this, this week. Um, let's go over to the running backs for the, the Rams. Uh, it's kind of a mess over there. Three-headed beast, if you will, and Akers is finally back. Um, just because it's such a mess there, like it's it's not a very good matchup anyways, but I'm not starting any of the Rams running backs this week. Yeah, 49ers have a good run defense. I don't think you can start any of them with any certainty they'll get touches. Looking at San Francisco, their running backs, Raheem Mostert, he is back. Um, last time he played, 11 touches, three targets, or three catches for 15 points. I think you can play him, especially with such uncertainty at the quarterback. Um, you can't expect a big game, though, from him. Yeah. Um... You know, I'm I'm actually 
I actually like him a little bit more. Uh, Mostert for me is just kind of, he's kind of a one-touch guy. You know, he's kind of like, I, I compare him a little bit to Alvin Kamara. He's not as good as Kamara, but like you give him a couple touches and the guy runs. 11 carries for 94 yards. Like the guy busts one free and he's going to give you a great fantasy output. So personally, I'm saying you can start Mostert this week at a flex position. I think he's a pretty good play this week and you can play him pretty confidently. Um, as far as the tight ends go, George Kittle, Niners, you're starting him. Uh, what about on the Rams side? Got Higby. He's been okay this year, but he's not not been super consistent. Uh, he's he's a no for me this week just because of the, of the Niners. They have a banged up defense, but I still think they'll get the job done. Yeah, he doesn't get too many targets. I I don't think you can trust him. Yeah. With the defenses, I think you can play the Rams with with how bad the quarterback play's been for the 49ers. Yeah. I think they could easily get an interception. Aaron Donald could always get three, four sacks. So you, you can feel safe playing them. Yeah, beginning of the year, I would have said, like, in this matchup, start the Niners, but they're so banged up now, I'm just, I don't really want to. I'm kind of scared to start them. And, uh, yeah, the Rams are favorites in this game. So no to the Niners. I think you bring up a good point. Then the Rams go ahead and start their defense. All right, next matchup. we got a Monday evening game. Gonna be five o'clock Eastern time. This game between the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, fifty-seven and a half point over under, highest of the week. Wow. Kansas City is a five-point favorite. Quarterbacks, I think it's safe to say on both sides. You start, start Josh Allen. Start him. Yep. Start Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Receiver Tyreek Hill. You start him. Um, is Sammy Watkins? He Watkins was injured, out. wasn't he? Yep. Watkins is out. Um, that being said, because this game such has, has such a high over-under, I say Michael Hardman's a flex. And Michael Hardman, not been super great. But, you know, I mean, he, he's done all right. He's had, last three weeks, 81, 27, and 50 receiving yards. So he's been okay. I honestly think he finds the end zone this week with no Sammy Watkins and it being such a high over-under. So I think you can flex Hardman. Yep, I think you can trust in him. On the Bills side, Stephon Diggs has been having a great year. You start him, hands down. Uh, John Brown, he was, he was I think he's still questionable. Yeah, he was a full participant uh, on Thursday and Friday, but he's been downgraded on Saturday. And he's a game time decision now, so that's always scary with a late week downgrade. Um, if he's in, do you want to play him? It's, it's a high over-under, but if he's in the game, do you want to play John Brown? Again, I'm just so injury adverse. I'd rather bench him and have him go off than play him and have him put up one catch. You know, I, I agree with you. You know who I think is a better play this week than John Brown? You can say Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. <laughs> yeah, the guy's been consistent, and he's had seven, six, seven, four, and six targets. So, I mean, you know, right around five, six targets every game. And I think this week, because of the high over-under, I think you could flex Beasley if you need him. Yeah, I, I think that that is smart. Um, it, it very well could be that he goes off, especially if John Brown's out. You can play him for sure. Yep. Uh, with the running backs, Devin Singletary's been a, a really big disappointment this year. Uh, you know, he's getting the touches, not really getting anything. You could play him this week just with, um, you know, Kansas City's a bad run defense. You could play him. Yeah, um, I'm actually, I'm actually uh, a little more cautious with Singletary this week. I'm out on him this week. Zach Moss is back from his toe injury. He will be playing this week. 
And uh, guess who the best rusher for the Bills is? It's Josh Allen. <laughs> so uh, Singletary, he's been getting a good amount of volume. Not a lot of production. Um, so I'm going to pass on Singletary this week, even though this game has such a high over-under. still kind of expect the Bills to be coming from behind in this one. Um, yeah. running, um, running back for the Chiefs. I'm oh, sorry, were you going to say something? Oh, I was going to say on the other side, yeah. you have Clyde. This week, Le'Veon's not going to play, so you don't have to worry about it. He'll have his same role. Yep. He'll score. He'll get your points. You can play him. Yeah, I think I think Edward Slayer's been kind of a disappointing uh, pick for where you got him in the first round for most people. But yeah, this week, I think he's going to have a great game. We'll talk about it a little later, but season's outlook is not so great for Edward Slayer. Um, tight ends, Travis Kelsey, they're starting him. Dawson Knox for the Bills. Ah. Uh, I mean, he might be a desperation flex, but he is He's really... actually out this week. Oh, really? So don't flex him. Okay, don't flex Dawson Knox then. <laughs> so, um... I guess well, that they... Tyler Croft. <laughs> don't play him. Tyler Croft, no. Yeah. And then the both both defenses, I, I don't no. think you can play either one. Absolutely not. Scoring. Do not start either defense. Our last matchup that we're going to talk about today, Cardinals and Cowboys, Monday Night Football, over under 55. 50. Point over under. So, high-scoring game, Cardinals are actually a one-point favorite, probably because Dak's not quarterback over there anymore. But, talking about quarterbacks, for the Cowboys, we have Andy Dalton. I think he's actually going to do okay this week. The Cardinals, they're all right against uh, quarterbacks, but uh, I think Dalton, he's shown in his career that he's a good enough fantasy quarterback, maybe not necessarily real life. Um, you know, it's actually, it's actually kind of a tough matchup. Eight fewest fantasy points to quarterback position for the, the Cardinals. But I still think you could start him in a game where they're not favored, and I think they're going to have to throw a lot, the options and the weapons he has. I think you can start Dalton as a streaming option, but I still like Fitzpatrick or Cousins more. Yeah, I mean, Dalton, he's not going to lead their team to the victory, but there, there's so many offensive weapons there. Their defense is atrocious. He's going to have to throw it, and yeah, there might be a couple picks, but he should be able to pick up enough yards and hopefully touchdowns to, to be able to be streamable. Yep, absolutely. Quarterback position for the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, starting him. I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Dolphin, or the, the Cowboys defense is awful this year, so I think you can start him with full confidence. Uh, going to the running back position for the Cardinals. Help me out here, because I have a really bad situation where I traded for Kenyon Drake. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. Um, Kenyon Drake or Chase Edmonds, I feel like is a huge question going forward. Uh, for this week, who do you like more, Edmonds or Drake? I think Drake's going to get more touches. Edmonds hasn't broken out enough yet to demand more of a split. And with the matchup being so good, even though Kenyon Drake has been a disappointment, I think you can play him. Um, if you didn't trade for him, you drafted him high, so he's yeah. one of your top running backs, so you kind of have to play him. But he could actually, this this could be a breakout week for him. Yeah, if you were smart enough to uh, back him up with Edmonds and picking up from free agency or drafting him, congrats to you. I kind of get the feel that Edmonds is going to take over the starting job at, at some point this year. But, um, I mean, Edmonds has actually looked better than Drake. You're, you're right, though. Drake's just getting a ton of volume. For me, I'm going to have to say I'm a pass on both of them this week, even though it's such a high over-under. It's just so murky in the backfield, so I don't know. But Carl says you can go ahead and start Kenyon Drake. He's, he's fringy for me, but I say no for Drake. And then on the other side, you have Zeke. You're Sorry. playing him. Yep, he's in. Um, Cardinals wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, he's obviously in. You're going to play him. Now what about other guys like Christian Kirk? 
You know, they haven't really shown that, that they're giving much love to any of their other receivers. I don't I yeah. don't think you can play them. Yeah, Kirk's been he's been okay, but I think in this matchup where it's such a high over under, you may be able to flex him. You don't have other options in like a deep league. Other than that, I think you gotta stay away from him. I think it's just Hopkins. Uh, Dallas Cowboys wide receivers. There's a lot of them. And you know, personally I think you're okay with I, you're really worried because Dak went down, but I think Dalton just throws the ball a ton, and they're going to have to with the defense that they have. So I think Cooper, I think he's still a play this week. I think CeeDee Lamb, after Dak went out of the game, CeeDee Lamb was hyper-targeted, so I think Lamb's good. Gallup, I'm a little more scared about, but I'm going to say no for this matchup for Gallup. Yeah, I don't know if you can trust Gallup just with how good their receiving um, defense is for Arizona. But yeah, I think you start Cooper and Lamb. Dalton was able to help A.J. Green be serviceable for all those years. He can do it with those two. Yep, absolutely. Tight end position for the Cowboys. We have Dalton Schultz. and uh, Dak always, I mean, not always, but you looked for uh, Dalton Schultz quite a bit. And uh, Dalton Schultz is having a decent fantasy year. That's a little more scary now with Andy Dalton at the helm. I think you can play Schultz if you absolutely need it. You don't have a lot of other options at tight end this year anyways. But uh, you can start Schultz. Not super confidently, but it's a high over-under, so I say go for it. Yeah, he could get back to his ways of, of being targeted, and, and he could be serviceable. On the other side, Dan Arnold. Pass. Pass on him. <laughs> yeah, not good. Uh, defenses, I would say start neither defense this week, just because of high over-under. So, awesome. So we made it through our matchups. We're going to jump now to a section on our podcast uh, called Trade Talk, where we just kind of talk about some trades. Some players that you might be looking to trade for, or you may also be looking to get rid of. So we'll start it off here with Kenyon Drake. Yeah, we just just mentioned Drake, how we're uncertain if he's going to be the starter for much longer. If you have confidence that you can trade for him, if the asking price isn't too much, you, you could just to see if, you know, that his opportunity outweighs the inefficiency. I think the namesake weighs a lot on Drake. And so I, I currently have Drake in my league when, right now, one of my leagues, and I'm trying to trade him <laughs> because I'm worried and that the matchups coming up are bad. Um, second half of the season after the bye, you've got the Bills, the Patriots, uh, the Eagles, the Niners, the Rams. Uh, not great matchups for running backs. And so I'm kind of looking to shop him right now based on the touchdown last week. Um, like you said, the volume's still there, which is good, but like, Edmonds really does look better than Drake. And so I just wonder how long is that going to last? You know, will will Drake become the starting running back for this or for Edmonds become the starting running back for this offense? Um I think if you can trade for him for somebody who's a starter elsewhere and gets maybe I would say 12 to 15 touches at least a week, I would say you're probably good doing that, but it's it's tough. It's tough right now. Um Season long, I might, I, like I said, I'm higher on Edmonds. So, um, do you have any options you can think of trading for Drake? Like, I don't know. Let's say, let's say Drake or another guy that we have coming up here in a second, Raheem Mostert. Ooh, um, probably Mostert. He has more of that role solidified and he's back from the injury. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um. What about Drake or a guy like Singletary? You know, I was just thinking that that's, that's a pretty good comp because it's both could be replaced by the backup. Singletary's shown more, though. Yeah. And it 
it's an offense that likes to rush more, so I'd probably go Singletary. Here's an idea. You might be able to go out in your league and trade Kenyon Drake for a guy who we're going to talk about here next as well, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. If you can maybe pair Kenyon Drake with someone else and ship him for Edwards-Hilaire, I'd do it. I think Edwards-Hilaire is going to have a better season, but what do you think about Edwards-Hilaire? You know, I actually would be selling Hilaire. I think with Bell coming in, there's too much uncertainty that, yeah, maybe Bell just wanted to win a ring and doesn't care about his role, but he's also shown that he can do it all. Clyde's been struggling. Uh, pass blocking isn't his biggest strength, whereas Bell could fill that role a lot better. Um, so I would sell Edwards Alaire and then be trying to buy Le'Veon. See, I'm, I'm actually the opposite. I'm actually trying to buy Edwards Alaire, sell Le'Veon. I think it's going to be like a 65-35 share uh, in favor of Edwards Alaire. Plus, I, Edwards Alaire right now is as discounted as you will ever be able to get him. Um, yes, they paid Bell a good amount of money, but I also think they drafted Hilaire to be the guy, and I don't think they're going to give up on him just yet. Um, but there will be a chance. Next guy we're talking about is Le'Veon Bell. Um, so you said you're right now, you're trying to go out and trade for Le'Veon Bell. I said I'm trying to get rid of Le'Veon Bell. Fantasy output-wise, even including the passing game, who do you think has a better rest of season, Edwards Hilaire or Le'Veon Bell? I think Le'Veon, because his scoring potential is higher. He's... I think he fits right in as their goal line. Do you, you think he might be washed, though? Do you, you, you think it's just a Jets thing? I think we have plenty of um, evidence that anyone who goes away from Adam Gase <laughs> gets a bump automatically because um, they're just used better. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a and I, I don't think point. anyone can be washed if the previous season, you know, he had all the touches in the world. It was just a bad situation. Now he's going to the best possible situation. I think he'll go back right back to being efficient. Bell will likely get the uh, the goal line carry, so it'll be interesting to see going forward. Uh, all right, our next guy on the list. Yeah, we've got Michael Thomas. There's been a lot of drama. He's been injured. He got suspended for starting a fight. Almost got fined and lost his guaranteed money. He's, he's about as cheap as you could possibly get him. You wouldn't think... He'd be on the trade block at all coming yeah. into this season. So are you buying him? Are you trying to sell him? Do you think it's going to go down from here? I have Michael Thomas in one of my leagues, and I drafted him with my first overall pick. And it was it's not been good. Um, and I'm not doing great in that league either. And um, so I've kind of been thinking the same thing. Um, personally, I'm a hold on Michael Thomas. I, I am worried. Breeze has not looked good without Michael Thomas. And uh, when he gets back, I think Breeze is going to get better, but it's, it's, there's a little bit of worry there still. You know, is the Saints offense ever going to be the same now? Because Breeze has not looked great. Um, but I think Thomas is going to just, I think he's going to get hyper-targeted in that offense. And he's a big wide receiver. He's He's been great for fantasy in the past. I'm still very high on Michael Thomas, but I am worried at a certain point as well. So here's, here's a scenario for you. Michael Thomas or Calvin Ridley, rest of the season. I think I'd trust in Michael Thomas. Yeah. That he bounces back. I, I think so too. I think so. I think I'm on the Michael Thomas side there too. Um, yeah, so okay, Michael Thomas. Go out and try and maybe trade him if you can find anything better, if you can maybe package him. I, I personally I would try and package him for someone like Devontae Adams. I think what we saw from Devontae Adams when he was healthy with Rodgers was ridiculous. And that offense is looking so good right now. So I might try and throw in a small piece and maybe ship off Thomas for Adams. I don't know if you'll be able to do it, though. Yeah, I think his value is just... He's, he's, you're not going to get back enough 
trying to trade him. Yeah. So I think he's you just try to trade for him and then hold on to him and hope it gets better. Yeah, bring up a good point. Um, next guy we want to talk about is Julio Jones, which looks to be the wide receiver too right now in the Falcons offense. Um, he's not been efficient this year at all and kind of scary. Um, are you trying to trade for or trade away Julio Jones? You know, I think it's just been the injury that's been bugging him. He's he's shown before in the past, you know, he'll get injured and then come right back to be the same old Julio. So I think with his value being so low, you probably could get him for cheap and, and then see him ball out the rest of the year. I mean, if you have Julio, I don't know if you can get a whole lot for him because he's been so bad this year. Namesake, it goes a long way, but at the same time, like, four targets in the last two games he's played. Yes, he got injured, but two catches, four catches, like, it's not been good. I, I'm a hold. I think if you hold on to him, I think it's going to get better. And that's what happened, too. I, I had Julio last year, and uh, he didn't do great all year, but he did fantastic end of the fantasy season. So I think you hold Julio for now. I think better days are to come. Yeah, I think it's like the same situation as Michael Thomas. You yeah. hold, and if you can buy him off of somebody, you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next, Joe Mixon had one of the best running back games so far that anyone's had this season. But also some bumps in the road. Are you targeting him? Or are you trying to sell him? It's It's been tough to start off with Joe Mixon. Um, but looking at his last two games with 25 and 24 carries, that's really, really good. And I think the Bengals offense is just going to rely on him a lot for the rest of the season. Uh, Burrow needs some help. And I think Mixon's the guy that, that kind of comes in and is able to do that. Um, I had talked about Gio Bernard kind of taking up some of the, uh, the PPR game uh, from Joe Mixon, which was a little scary. But at the same time, we saw from Joe Mixon that he, he is able to get some catches in the game. Um, looks like the last game they played against the Ravens, he had eight targets, six catches, 35 yards, six targets the week before that. So looks like they're involving him more. I'm honestly out there trying to trade for Joe Mixon. And maybe he's had these two big games now, and I don't know if you can really trade for him anymore. But, I mean, if someone's out there and panicking about Joe Mixon, they're likely not in first place if you drafted Joe Mixon where you did. But... If you can, uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, here's an interesting trade question. James Robinson or Joe Mixon? Ooh. Ooh, I think I would go with Joe Mixon. I think so, too. Because he's shown the higher ceiling, and we've seen a lot more of him. Yeah, I think so, too. And both teams aren't good. They protect to be from behind. Robinson's been involved in passing game. And I actually have Robinson in both my leagues as well. And uh, he's been doing great, but, like, rest of the season, I really I want to bet on Joe Mixon. I think he's going to do better as the season goes on. So, all right. Awesome. Um, all right. Next guy, we've got Terry McLaurin, wide receiver for the Washington football team. Uh, been bad last game, or he was bad at least last game. Kyle Allen didn't throw to him a lot. You trying to trade away Terry McLaurin, or are you trying to get him? I don't think I want Terry. Yeah. The situation there is <laughs> such a mess. You don't know who the quarterback is. It's like the same thing last year. He flashed. You wanted him to do good. Dwayne Haskins just ruined it. It's going to be the same this year. I I think you try and sell him as high as possible and to someone who either loves Washington or just believes in that upside. I mean, his target, he hasn't received less than seven targets in any games this game this year. Um, he looked in the beginning of the season to be quarterback and matchup proof. Guy was doing great. The last week scared me, and he might not be quarterback-proof anymore. Kyle Allen might destroy his fantasy value. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to trade away McLaurin. 
based on namesake and you can kind of go to the person who you might be interested in trading him to and be like, oh, hey, look, he's had all these targets. He's getting super targeted. Like, here, go ahead and take him. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good point. Um, who would you rather have rest of the season, Terry McLaurin or Robert Woods? Oh, I think Robert Woods. They're on an offense that's clicking. He gets targets. He gets valuable targets. Woods all the way. I think I have to agree. Woods doesn't get as many targets as McLaurin. But I do think the targets are more valuable coming from Goff even. So, yeah. I, I am with you on there, just barely. All right, another interesting one. Amari Cooper, Mr. Two-Face. He was the, the overall receiver number one through four weeks. Last week, put up a dud to drop down a little bit. Now with the injury to Dak, are you looking to to buy him? Do you think you could fight a scared owner that'll jump ship on him, or are you trying to jump ship yourself? Um. So initially, when I when he went when Dak went down, I was kind of worried. But now thinking about it, Dalton's been able to support fantasy wide receivers. Been able to he was able to support AJ Green and uh, Tyler Boyd back in the day. Um, so you know what? I think he can support both Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Like I said, Gallup, I'm not super confident about, but I'm out there trying to trade for Amari Cooper. Uh, the guy's been super targeted all year, and yes, Dak's not there anymore. But I think Dalton's going to be throwing a lot. The defense is awful for the Cowboys. So yes, I'm trying to get Cooper anywhere I can. Yeah, I, I would echo that. I think, you know, last week I think was just a blip. They He didn't have practice time with Dalton. Dalton got shoved in there. Yeah, I think he'll bounce back. Here's an interesting one. Cooper or Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen's been getting hyper-targeted from Justin Herbert this year as well on that side. I think Cooper is more skilled. And yeah, he might not get as hyper-targeted. But he's also going to be more open because he's not the only guy there to throw to. I like it. I think it's really, really close for me. I really like Keenan Allen, but yeah, I think I have to barely go with Cooper. All right, so the next guy we've got to talk about is Raheem Mostert. Kind of mentioned him. I really like Mostert. I've been out and I've actually tried to trade for him in a couple of leagues. Like I said, he's a one-touch guy and uh, super fast, very, very uh, athletic, and I think he gets a good amount of pass work as well. Um, when he was in, McKinnon last week barely got any touches. Jeff Wilson's gone. Tevin Coleman's still injured. Um, I like Mostert, and I'm out there trying to trade for him right now. Yeah, I think if the price is right, you can trade for him. I think he's definitely going to have some great games. Um, not like the most exciting, but if if you can get you know a good price for him, I'd say you, you, could, you could go for it. I'm trying to think of a good comp here. What about Raheem Mostert? You're very high on Le'Veon Bell. I'm high on Edwards Hilaire. So let's say, what about Le'Veon Bell or Raheem Mostert, rest of season? Oh, that is a great question. I might have to go with Mostert, just because yeah. there's not that competition, that same competition for targets. And Bell's still an unknown. We yeah. don't know at all how that shakes out. Yeah, I'm on the Mostert side as well on that one. So, all right, let's go to our next player. And we've got Miles Sanders, another sort of disappointment for the year, drafted high. There's probably some panicking owners that you could trade for him if you wanted. Is he worth trying to go out and get? For me, it's a pass. Um, you know, he, he had an okay game last week. Uh, two touchdowns, but we kind of talked about him in our matchups. The rushing t attempts have gone down every week. And that Eagles offense scares me. It's a bad offense. They're a bad team. Um, they go against the Ravens, the Cowboys. The Cowboys have a bad defense, but they'll be probably leading in that game. 
the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals. I don't see him winning any of those games. I really don't. And so, like, if they're down, he might get a, a good amount of targets out of the backfield. But with Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson coming back soon, hopefully, you know, even Dallas Goddard, kind of uh, a sell on Sanders. And I think I'm out there trying to trade him right now off the good game. Yeah, that's true. You could try and use that two-touchdown game to, to get some more value because, yeah, it might be a bit of a black hole in Philadelphia this year. Sanders or Mixon rest of the season? Oh, Mixon. Mixon, really? Oh, that one's a tough one, actually, for me. Yeah, I think I have to go with Mixon, just the amount of touches he's getting. It's been a lot more than Sanders. So, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, on to our next guy, Nick Chubb. Injured right now, but he should be coming back in a couple of weeks. Are you wanting to go and get Nick Chubb for the rest of the season and your fantasy playoffs? Oh, yeah, I think for sure, especially... Whoever has Chubb, they drafted them with either their first or second pick. If they're struggling, if if they only have one win, no wins, I think you take him, you stash him, because when he comes back, he'll go right back in the RB1 conversation. When he comes back, he's got matchups against the Texans, Eagles, not great, Jaguars, though, and then the Titans, um, and then Giants and Jets for your fantasy playoffs two of the last three weeks. Um, yeah, I'm out there trying to trade trade for Chubb. And kind of bring up to the point that whoever has Chubb, if they're, like you said, if they're panicking, go and try and get him. But if you're a team right now that's lower in the league, I'm kind of more hesitant because you need someone to win now. But if you're first, second, third place in your league, go and get Chubb. And I think it's going to pay off for you in the fantasy playoffs. You'll be able to start him for then. So, yeah. All right, another similar situation. Austin Eckler, also injured, also out. Also a high pick. Is it that same strategy as Chubb? Um, for me, it is. Um, we saw when Justin Herbert came in, he just targeted the crap out of Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. And so I actually like both those guys going forward. Um, but Eckler, yeah. Um, and you might be able to even get him discounted as well just because he didn't have a couple first good games. Um, you might be able to go to the owner and uh, trade cheap for him. So yeah, um, I like Eckler just because of the, the receiving ability out of the backfield. I think he's an explosive guy. Um, I worry that the injury might be might be uh, might hamper him a little bit when he gets back. But when he gets back, the backfield's his. Joshua Kelly did not look good last week in relief of uh, Eckler and Jackson. Justin Jackson actually got the bulk of the touches there. So yeah, I'm I'm a buy on Austin Eckler. What about you? Yeah, I think his value is low enough. He's probably on a team with a losing record. Yeah, you can trade for him, wait for him to come back, and then yeah, get. Five, six, eleven targets, and yeah, he could be very good. Good buy right now. When he comes back, Eckler or Chris Carson? I would go Chris Carson just because he hasn't been injured. He's been playing phenomenal. He's on a high school on a better on offense. a better offense. I think I'd have to agree with you there. All right, Antonio Gibson is our last one we're talking about today in this trade section. Um, I've got Antonio Gibson in a couple leagues, both my leagues, and uh, he's been doing okay. He's, he's pretty consistent, but uh, are you out, out there right now trying to trade for or trade away Antonio Gibson? I think trade him away. Washington's just so unpredictable at how their offense is actually going to pan out. They are in a, a bad division, so they do have plus matchups, um, but I think trade him now his value is still relatively high you could try and package him to get an even better running back maybe if if i could trade antonio gibson 
for either you know Austin Eckler or Nick Chubb and, and wait that time for them to come back, I'd do that. Instead. Yeah. You might not be able to, but if the person who has Eckler or Chubb is panicking, panicking and they need to start him running back, I think you do that too. Um, good question would be Antonio Gibson rest of season or, let's see, I just blanked on uh, who I was going to bring up. Antonio Gibson or Kenyon Drake? I honestly think I'd go Kenyon Drake. He gets enough opportunities, better offense. Yeah, there's more question marks, but I think honestly the question marks with Washington's offense is, is worse. Do you think you could trade Gibson for someone like James Robinson? I, I would rather have Robinson personally. Yeah, I, I think Robinson's I too hot right now. He's... Well, so, so as of late, James Robinson hasn't done super great in the last couple games. He did great at the beginning of the season, but uh, 17 for 75, no touchdowns, and 13 for 48, no touchdowns. It's kind of left you hanging with the touchdown market. He has gotten some work out of the receiving game, so in a PPR league it might be a little harder, but I don't know. If I can get him for Gibson, I want to do it. I don't know if you can. All right, so we're going to go to our last section here. We're going to drop some trade scenarios, talk through them, and uh, see which side we would take. Um, so the first one is an option I was actually given in one of my leagues. Um, trade Kenyon Drake, uh, Allen Robinson, and or sorry, James Robinson. Oh, sorry, I had I typoed on that one. Uh, Kenyon Drake, um, Russell Gage, and yes, and Allen Robinson for. Uh, Robert Woods, Terry McLaurin, and James Conner. Yeah, so I think when looking at trades, you have to look at who is the most valuable player in the trade. Allen Robinson, to me, stands out as, you know, that's the hyper-targeted guy. That's the the receiver one that you're getting. So automatically, that side gets gets a plus to me. Now, Kenyon Drake, that's a little little shaky with, you know, what's going to go down there with Chase Edmonds. He hasn't been performing... Russell Gage also is, he's been performing, but but not as well. Um, so honestly, you know, even though Allen Robinson stands out as the best overall, if you get back Robert Woods, who you know is good, James Conner, whose role is solid, Terry McLaurin is shaky, but high, higher ceiling than Gage, I think I'd go on the Woods, McLaurin, Conner side. Yeah, I, I done messed up on that one. I took the uh, Drake, Robinson, and Gage side on that one. Um because I, I really had confidence in Drake. I thought he was going to gonna push it up a lot more and ha- be a lot more productive and just has not shown it yet. And I thought Connor, honestly, I don't think he's going to stay healthy the rest of the year. Uh, I think Connor's going to get injured at some point uh, like he has in years of past. But yeah, I would take the Woods, McClure, and Connor side. All right, another trade situation. This one comes in from a listener we have in Utah. We have uh, DJ Chark, Chris Carson, for Amari Cooper... And Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So this one, this one's kind of a tough one. Um, with your strategy, looking at the best player, it's hard because there's so many different positions here. But you're getting a really good positional player in Lamar Jackson, who offers that rushing upside, and Amari Cooper, who, I mean, there's no Dak now, but I still think he's going to do really well. And I'm trying to trade for Cooper. Um, Chris Carson, though, has been so solid this year. Um, Chark injured, but. He's still, I still think he's going to have a solid year. Personally, for me, I'm going the side of Lamar Jackson and Amari Cooper because I want Amari Cooper on my team. And if you, if you need a quarterback, I'm, I'm taking that side. You get Lamar Jackson locked and loaded every week starting quarterback. Now, 
That being said, if you already have a good starting quarterback, I don't know if I can take this. You might be able to take it and then trade your other quarterback elsewhere, but if you have a good starting quarterback, I think I'm going to stick with Carson Shark. Yeah, I think this trade favors... I would do Lamar and Amari if, yeah, if I didn't draft a quarterback high, if I'm, you know, stuck streaming quarterbacks. Because um, DJ Chark, by far to me, he's the worst player in this trade. He has been injured, hasn't been as reliable. Um, Chris Carson, yeah, you're giving up one of the top five, seven running backs. But to get the potential of Lamar Jackson, who can rush for two touchdowns and throw three more in a game... I think that yeah, that that gives you the upside along with Amari, who's who's been lights out so far this year. I agree. All right, last question we have today for the episode. Uh, one side is Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones, and T.Y. Hilton for Chris Carson, Todd Gurley, Keenan Allen, and John Brown. Um, just looking at this right off the bat, you know Kamara is the best player in this trade, and he's the RB one, and he's it looks like he's probably going to be the RB one. For the rest of this season, high passing volume, high running volume, and uh, he's amazing. So um, what do you think about this? What jumps out for you in this trade? Yeah, I mean, same. You have to look at Kamara. Julio is also very interesting. Yeah, He's been injured, but if he bounces back, you have potentially the number one running back and number one receiver. You are giving up Chris Carson, who's comparable to Kamara, not been playing as well. But I think the combo of Chris Carson and Todd Gurley does make it more reliable than Le'Veon. Although you do have the upside with Le'Veon. He could come in, steal the main, you know, touchdown red zone threat there in Kansas City. And so it's it's a bit of a toss-up, but I think I lean with with skill and potential and, and who's the highest skilled. Keenan Allen to me, John Brown they don't even come on the same level as Julio potential-wise. Um, T.Y. Hilton's been a bit of a disappointment, but I think if you can get Julio and Kamara in a trade, I think you do that trade. Huh, interesting. Okay, so I now thinking about it, I actually am on the other side. I love Kamara, and I want him anywhere I could get him, for sure. But as I project Le'Veon to not necessarily have the bulk of the touches over Edwards Hilaire, Julio struggled. I do think he'll get on track, but I don't know about that offense. It kind of scares me. Matt Ryan hasn't looked great this year. so. Um, and then T.Y. Hilton is a full fade for me. Um, John Brown, the, the Bills pass the ball a lot. And uh, it's manifest through Beasley's targets, through Stack Diggs. John, Brown's just, John Brown is just kind of a beneficiary in that high-scoring offense with Josh Allen throwing in the ball. Keenan Allen, I actually I actually feel like Keenan Allen might have a better rest year than Julio just because he gets targeted so much. Like Herbert loves Keenan Allen. He loves him some Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen didn't have a great game last week, but he does throw the ball to Keenan Allen quite a bit. And then I don't like Gurley, but he does fall into the end zone every week, it seems. And then Chris Carson, consistent as, it, as it'll get. Um, I'm actually on the Chris Carson, Gurley, Keenan Allen, and John Brown side um, just because I'm scared of Julio. I don't think T.Y. Hilton's going to do anything the rest of the year. And I'm, I'm worried about Bell's situation. I don't know if he's going to get a lot of touches. So, Yeah, I can see that. There's a lot more certainty of you're going to get playing time. You're going to get targets and opportunities on that side. Well, that concludes our podcast today. Thank you all for listening. And we will be back with you all soon. Talk about some more fantasy football. Yep, have a good one.